Well, hi to all of you, and thanks so much for coming back. I want to tell you a story today. I didn't know I would be doing all this storytelling, but that's what happens when you follow your guidance. You don't know where it's going to take you. (laughs) In this case, I have recently met a lovely new friend whose father's family comes from a line of Sephardic Jews. Now, do you know what Sephardic Jews even means? Those are the Jewish people who came from Spain in the Middle Ages. And of course, they came up to Spain many centuries before that from the Near East. But we know them as the Jews who lived there in the Middle Centuries. It was a time in Spain when, amazingly enough, everybody got along. The Jews, the Muslims, and the Christians were all supportive of one another. There was intermarrying between those different groups of people, and everything was working fine, except that, apparently, there was a little more goodwill and a little more getting along than the church and the monarchy could tolerate. So, the unintended consequence of being liberal was too much friendliness. Does that not sound exactly like egos operate today? So they issued an edict that said, all right, Jewish people, although of course you haven't done anything wrong in reality, here are your options. You can either go into exile, we'll give you four months to settle your business, collect your belongings, and leave. Or you can earnestly and sincerely convert to Christianity. Of course, the sideline for that is is that if all those people converted to Christianity, they are now suddenly available to be questioned by the inquisitors because, of course, the Spanish Inquisition was still going on full blast at the time. Or the other option was that they could be executed. So there you have it. Now, the option not on the table was to just leave everything alone because it was working just fine so far as everybody but the church and the monarchy was concerned. So this particular friend's family moved further east than a lot of the exiled people. They moved to Baghdad, where they lived for many centuries, right up to the beginning of the Second World War. And this person's family had been very, very successful in that part of the world, but the Iraqi government was sympathetic to the Nazi cause. They were not so draconian in their treatment of the Jewish people, but they did take all their holdings, take all their land, take all their possessions. So basically what they did was leave again. So once again, exile seemed to be the best option. And so this person's father immigrated to the United States in 1941, just at the beginning of the Second World War. So, obviously our topic today is about exile, exactly what it seems like we are in. Because you notice the church needed to stir up some more conflict back in those days, and our egos cannot tolerate things getting peaceful and still, because remember that sense of separate self stops me from realizing our commonality requires conflict. It requires that very distinct you are you and I am myself and we are completely unrelated. So 
by following the ego's dictates, we end up with the feeling of being in exile ourselves. Now, we may not use that word, but we certainly use words that sound like it. We feel like something is missing, or we feel lonely. Things don't seem to connect one way or the other. In any event, we feel incomplete. And we have no idea how we are unwittingly causing that. But we presume that somewhere, somehow, someplace, there is a better circumstance than the one we're in now. Well, what we have to realize is, is that the communion between all things has never been broken. We actually have never gone into exile from a psychological, spiritual point of view, regardless of what it feels like. So what has happened? If unity remains unbroken, why do we feel so separate? It's because although our unity cannot be disturbed, we can shift the focus of our attention. And that has huge consequences. Now, to just give you an example, you've noticed perhaps that if you have gotten completely engrossed in a book or a television program, and you are devoted to paying attention to that subject, everything else in the room might as well have disappeared. Somebody might as well have come in and taken out the furniture and the dog and the plants and the drapes off the wall, because as far as you're concerned, at that moment, they don't exist. So our situation is very similar. We have narrowed our attention down to as we sometimes call it, reading out of the book of the story of me. So it's as if I have my nose in this book. I'm looking down, reading the book. I am fascinated by this story of my own little separate self and its dramas and what happens and what doesn't happen and so on. And we're simply asked to be reminded of this. You're still beloved you're still home. Nothing has gone wrong. You haven't committed any crimes, but you have gone to sleep. You have greatly confused yourself, and that we need to address. And at this point, the story of the prodigal son, for those of you who know anything at all about the Bible, probably fits in right here. It actually may be one of the best-known stories. The story, of course, is that the son of a wealthy person takes his treasure, his part of the treasure, and goes off and squanders it. He does things that are very unsuitable and inappropriate and finds that his life gets to be more and more miserable. And he would love to go back home, but he fears that he would be unwelcome because he has squandered his treasure. And all the while, the father only wants him back because from the father's perspective, the son is the treasure, not whatever his worldly goods might be. And so what we don't realize is we are considered the treasure. And in this particular scenario, our ego mind is the jailer, is the inquisitor that keeps us trapped in this sense of being lonely and in exile. But what we have to realize is that we're only in exile by agreeing to be in exile. 
Because if being in exile is a matter of simply narrowing our attention to it's all about me and my dog and my stuff and what I want and what I need and I, 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 I can do something about that. So that if I'm willing to unclench my fists, hanging on to my particular worldview, because to do so is like saying, please keep putting me back in the torture chamber. That's not smart. A Course in Miracles is designed to guide us out of exile. That's what it's for. It allows us to more accurately program ourselves by believing things that are more accurate, that are more loving, that are more open, that are more true about both what we are and where we are. It allows us to reframe our position about ourselves. And if you hurt enough, the pain of that feeling of being lonely and separate and in exile could soften up the willingness to say, maybe I'm not seeing this correctly. Maybe there's another way to reframe, another way to perceive, another way to look at what my situation is. And when we do that, the guidance of A Course in Miracles or other valid paths is to return our attention to the whole instead of the little story about me, where it's just about me and what I want and am I getting my way and that sort of thing. Another way you could say it is that bringing my attention back happens as I release my fear as I claim my inheritance, as I claim the gifts of creating my experience here by my own declarations. So if we could release our fear of just being willing to have a tiny bit of doubt about the way we look at things and to say, what if it's true that I am much more than this pathetic little story of me, and that who I really am is huge, communing with everything, still in a place of unity, always beloved, always safe, always powerful, always supremely gentle, and all is well. We get to find out if we're willing to take this different path, that we are indeed the prodigal sons and daughters. So, change your mind, and that's the end of the exile. And we don't ever have to be driven out again because we're on to that ego mind once and for all. Look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Bye.